1: I hope everybody is getting ready for Christmas. It's going to be a wet and wild one. It's raining here in New York, and I have friends all over the country, and there are snow blasts. It's ice cold, and it is wet and weary. So I hope all of you that might be traveling, whether it's tonight or tomorrow or over the weekend, I hope that you guys have a safe traveling time. Most importantly, try to get out as soon as you can. The weather is wild out there. But I most importantly hope that you have a beautiful and really, really special holiday. I'm going to be with you tomorrow night. I'm just kind of warming up here on the Rita Cosby Show. I love the holidays. And most importantly, I love them because it's a time to spend time with family. And guess who's going to be spending time with their family Sam Bankman Fried, the crypto con. This to me is amazing. Here is a guy who swindled investors, lenders, customers, you name it. The list goes on and on out of tons of money. And this is a guy who was in the Bahamas. He was obviously fooling the DNC and a couple Republicans too, but mostly, I think they figured it out about 90 or 95% so far. We're Democratic donors. It's still interesting that they didn't allow him to testify before Congress. I still don't get that. And I want to hear what you think is still behind that, because that, to me, is a whole big murky topic. But what is stunning tonight here on the Rita Cosby Show is we're finding out that that guy is free on bail. I I don't know. My first reaction was, that guy? So quick, he gets back to the United States and he's out on bail? There is something wrong with our system. Granted, it was an unbelievable amount. It's supposed to be basically the largest amount, the biggest, like, pre-trial bail package ever, if you will say it. It sure is. It's $250 bucks is the bail package altogether. But I got a lot of problems with the fact. I want to know, first of all, who put up the collateral. We know that he's staying apparently at his parents' home. But... They also say that there may be some unnamed donor who's giving money to him. Who is giving money to this con artist? Who is giving money to the swindler? And why should this guy really be out free, staying at a cushy California pad with his parents at house arrest when there are other people who maybe swindled less? I'm a big believer, by the way, in tough love. You know that. You've heard me talk about it over and over again But there's something kind of rotten in Denmark that this guy's out. And it really angered me today when he was in court, walking out of court in New York. He's back in the States. I'm glad he's back. He's cooperated, too. Remember, uh, he was supposed to maybe potentially fight extradition, even though they said he probably wouldn't, and he didn't. Um, So he did do that sense. In other words, he didn't fight extradition from the Bahamas. He came to the United States last night. He did show up again in court today. And so there's certain things procedurally, I hear you, where you say, okay, well, maybe this guy, based on the terms and conditions, he does, you know, qualify for bail. It is a white-collar crime. But on the other hand, when you hear what he did to all these people, and I think about all these people who lost their life savings, who are going into a Christmas right now, that is going to be just really tough for everybody You know, you think about a lot of them can't afford gifts. They can't even afford to pay their rent anymore, thanks to this guy, because he swindled them out. And he was walking out of court today with this big kind of smile on his face. And there was something just unseemly about it. He just kind of had a bit of a little smirk on his face as he's walking out, seemed to kind of be enjoying the limelight. Um, I don't know if he really understood what he had done and the devastation that he's done on families, reporters asking him questions, flooding him with questions as he walked out. And I want to hear your thoughts. If you agree with me that there's something unseemly with this system, that this guy, you know, Sam Bankman Freed, Freedman, is a freed man tonight, basically, hanging out in a beautiful house in California with his family. And he claims he only has X amount of money. But where did he get all this money from to pay for the bail? Was it swindled money that he maybe potentially gave to his mother? And to his family, who's the unnamed donor? Is there somebody out there that's sponsoring him? Is there maybe somebody who doesn't want him to talk? What is this all about? There are so many unanswered questions. There's a lot of things that just sound downright fishy to me tonight. And we need to get answers on it. It's 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Do you think this guy should be walking free? Do you think he should be able to just have house arrest? He basically has to stay there. There will be a house monitoring. Usually that's the way it works. There's a, an ankle bracelet or a guard. Uh, but he can basically stay there. The only time he can leave is if he has a meeting with his attorneys. The only time he can spend more than a 1000 bucks, they said, uh, has to be for attorney's fees. Otherwise, it has to get approved. Um, so it still sounds like he has a really, really cushy situation. So he can, you know, basically order Uber Eats, he can order home delivery, he can have lobster and champagne, he can do all these things and just kind of hang out there while his investors are going to have one heck of a miserable, lousy Christmas. So to me, there just seems something unseemly about this entire process. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. First off, here is Sam bankman Freed when he was walking out today of the courthouse in New York. Uh, Boy, there were tons of cameras on the way in and tons of cameras on the way out. Take a listen. Back up, back up,
2: back up.
3: Get out my car! Get
4: out
5: my car! Sam, what do you say to your investors who've lost lost so much?
6: Okay, okay,
1: okay. Okay, okay. Let him out, let him out, let him out, let us have sympathy for this guy who had clearly shown no sympathy for his victims. And he didn't say a word. And those questions, I hope, dog him the rest of his life. I mean, the fact that he's just kind of walking there and like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of had a little bit of this smiley kind of smirk a little bit. It just, to me, really disturbed me because it felt to me like he didn't get the gravity of what he had done. And we've also found out, by the way, in Bahamas, there were reports at first that, boy, the situation in Bahamas was not so good, um, that there were apparently bugs or that there was, you know, it wasn't so nice in the jail there or wherever he was staying down there. Turns out the situation apparently wasn't so bad after all. There were reports that now he was able to get his vegan food request. He was apparently getting three meals a day. He also got his own private cell. And being in the Bahamas is a pretty nice place to be. But yet he did waive extradition. He could have fought extradition. He probably eventually would have lost and would have ended up in the United States. He would have stayed there in Bahamas for a little bit longer but he did agree. Maybe he obviously knew this was clearly something in the works that he was going to end up at his parents' house. There was probably some sort of private package deal. Hey, I'll come back. I won't do this uh, if you let me do X. I'm sure there was some backdoor discussions with his attorneys and prosecutors and so forth. But there still is something so unseemly about this entire process, and especially the fact, I just think, again, of all these people who lost so much. And I still wonder Why the heck did they not let him testify before Congress? Remember, he was supposed to testify before Congress. This guy, again, didn't fight extradition. He said he was going to testify before Congress. And then hours before he was supposed to testify before Congress, they announce the charges against him, remember, from the Southern District in New York. And then they get the warrant and then the Bahamian police get him because they know he's down there. So it was like he was kind of hanging out in plain sight, right? It wasn't like it was hard to find. They got him right away. Why wouldn't you have wanted him to testify before Congress? Who knows what he would have said? And that would have been amazing also for the American public because then the American public might have been able to hear, hey, who did you donate to? Especially he was the number two donor for the Democratic Party. I mean, that's an amazing amount of money right behind George Soros. We all know that name. So he was just about to go and testify. doesn't sound like the kind of guy who's going to take the fifth. He might have, like, admitted all or he might have tripped up on things. Who knows what he would have said or what he would have done. But he certainly wouldn't have helped himself. And he probably would have helped his investors. And he probably would have helped the American public. And yet, hours before, they waited And they waited and they waited and then they went in for the arrest. Like, why would you do that? Why would you have not allowed that moment to happen? Why did you wait in the last minute and then arrest him? And now here he is. He is out on bail. There's something kind of, there's just, I just smell something really rotten in Denmark. And my mother was from right outside of Copenhagen. So I can certainly say that. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. 848 is a little bit of John Yu. He is the former Deputy Assistant Attorney General. Uh, and this is what he says about this bail that took place on Sam Bankman fried he still says, you know what, it's a big amount. And he says it's justified. I disagree with him, but take a listen.
7: In these kind of situations, there'll be some kind of bail bond like that that will lend him the money. Uh, he's probably not that strong of a flight risk. He's staying at home with his parents. It's probably because his parents are both Stanford law professors. He might be hanging out in Stanford faculty housing for the <laughs> next few months. So it's probably a good I think it's mostly symbolic when you're talking about two hundred and fifty million dollar bond. It's almost like saying we were just not good. We're just going to let him go. Fifty, a hundred million. The amount is really symbolic to show how important this is to the government and to the courts to give him a fair trial.
1: So he says the guy is basically not a flight risk. I disagree. Um, Clearly, he's seems like he was very cooperative. Um, So there are some mixed messages here, but to suddenly let this guy out, it just seems way too cozy, way too cushy, and it just seems way too easy. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Michael in Dallas on line one. Michael, your thoughts about Sam Bankman Freed, who is a Freed man.
8: Well, Rita, I was reading, and his $250 million bail isn't technically bail. It's a signature bond based upon real estate that even his parents had recently invested in. I think the whole thing doesn't pass the sniff test, and Congress, they are protecting themselves. I just can't get out of my head the wink between him and Maxine Waters earlier in hearings, his girlfriend, And there's probably a lot of Congress that didn't want him to testify to protect them until they figure out what to do.
1: By the way, Michael, that's exactly what I think happened. You can just hear the shakes and shivers, especially in the Democratic Party. This was a guy who was sitting up there at the, like, I think it was the Clinton Global Initiative. He was certainly with President Clinton. I believe it was at the Clinton Global Initiative. They're hanging out on the stage. I mean, to be in that coveted space next to the former president, President Clinton at the time, he's sitting next to him. It's him and it's Clinton and one of the big CEOs. It's like the top spot. So this is clearly a guy who gave huge money. And the fact that they, why you know, it's unconscionable that they would have stopped him from testifying before Congress. And, and Michael, I've talked to so many legal minds who have said they would always allow that because the person could trip up. uh, There could be information. They could reveal a whole bunch of things that maybe you didn't know because the minute you start arresting somebody, they suddenly lawyer up and they clamp up. And he didn't indicate he was going to do either. So to miss that moment, there's something fishy.
8: He apparently likes to talk a lot, and someone didn't want him to be heard.
1: I 1,000% agree. Before I let you go, Michael, you brought up about the parents um, and investing in their house. I wondered about that, too, because it looks like it was a new home that they may have purchased. I was seeing some report of that, too. (laughs)
8: My understanding is, from reading some articles, that um, their home was worth about $4 million. They pledged that, and then they had invested in some other real estate recently in the amounts of tens of millions of dollars. So they couldn't come up with all of it. Apparently, there's a signatory who also has assisted, and then he says he had $100,000 in one open line of credit on one credit card. It just doesn't pass. Someone is protect. It could be Soros for all we know.
1: You know that's a great point. And the other thing I'm wondering, and you know, you know who knows, but apparently he was lavishing people with money and gifts, and he clearly loves his parents. I'd like to know: is the money that was put up for bail, uh, or the value of this new real estate tied to any of his deals? Like, was it genuinely the parents' money, or was it stolen money? That he used to buy it and therefore it should not be able to be used for bail. I, 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 From a legal perspective, they should be able to prove, you know, was that money that came from him and that should not be allowed. And I would the guys, the, the father's a professor at Stanford, um, you know, if, I I don't know, you know, how much money he made or how much. the I think both of the parents were professors, but, you know, the kind of money you're talking about with real estate, you would have to be super wealthy to have that.
8: My sister is a double doctorate Rhodes scholar in a private university. Retired. They don't make that kind of money.
1: Wow. So, what are you suggesting? Are you thinking the same thing I am, Michael?
8: I'm thinking they're all part of the part of the same pot, and you just uh, had to find some
1: mattresses to put it in. Ah, very interesting. Michael, thank you very much. When we come back, we're going to continue with your calls. Michael thinks it was stuck in mattresses. What do you guys think? 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show.
0: It's The Rita Cosby Show.
1: here on the rita cosby show saying boy things look so fishy sam bankman freed did not testify before congress they arrested him right before and who could forget by the way when they made the announcement it was like blockbuster remember this is the u.s attorney damian williams when he broke the news not too long this ago. morning we
9: unsealed an eight count indictment. samuel bankman freed ftx's founder ...with a series of interrelated fraud schemes that contributed to FTX's collapse. I authorized these charges last week, Wednesday. A grand jury here in Manhattan indicted Mr. Bankman-Fried last week, Friday.
1: So that was when they actually announced the arrest, stopping him from testifying before Congress... And now the guy is suddenly out. He's back in the States after a cushy time, it sounds like, in the Bahamas. And it's even cushier in America. Welcome to America. He's here with his parents in their beautiful house. It's a $4 million house. Um, And there's some kind of unknown signatory that has somehow covered his money. Boy, isn't that interesting. Boy, do we need to get to the bottom of that. I wonder, maybe, could it be a member of Congress who wants to keep them quiet? I, I'm just wondering. There are so many interesting things to this story that just don't add up. 1-800-848-9222. one 848 Let's go to Teddy on line two. Go ahead, Ted. Uh, good evening, Rita. I want to wish you a happy holiday season. Thank you. You too. Yeah.
2: Uh, Rita, it was a- Granted, it was a severe white-collar crime, absolutely horrendous. He should pay the penalty if he's found guilty, which I think he will, but I don't want to be presumptuous. Okay, everyone is entitled to their day in court, just like uh, Eastman. John Eastman, who took the fifth—I don't know how many times the lost count. was in the paper today.
1: Wait, 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 Teddy. Hang on one second. Two things. First of all, you said it was a severe white collar crime. It was probably the largest they believe in American history. So it's a hey, little right. bit—it's a little bit more than a stub okay. toe. Okay. So two things. And you—why are you equating Sam bankman Freed suddenly to John Eastman, oh, uh, President because, Trump's it, attorney? Because, un, unconsciously. You're
10: trying to find him guilty or, or, already. But
1: no, not- I, no. All I have said, Teddy, is that something doesn't smell right. There's something every legal mind will basically say to you: they would like him to have testified before Congress. That's standard procedure. And the fact that they stopped him, yet they're saying he wasn't a flight risk, it it just there's something that is unusual and doesn't add up with this case. I, I obviously believe in everybody having their day in court 1000% but i have a lot of sympathy quite frankly for his victims who have lost millions and millions of dollars their livelihood because some kid was screwing around and 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 moving money around so according to the us attorney's office and apparently his ex-girlfriend and his former ceo are cooperating so uh against him so this doesn't look good for him but go ahead ted agree with you 100% a crime and he should be uh, tried and uh, most
10: likely he'll be convicted and he'll spend a good portion of his remaining life in
1: prison but ted you got to admit there's something unseemly about the fact that we are heading to christmas as victims right now have no justice and he's hanging out in california in a multi-million dollar house having champagne and grapes one thing ted i lost you if you want to stay with me i'll take you after the break ted always great we'll continue with your calls 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222.
0: Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue.
1: And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a California police officer and also Good Samaritans are being heralded for saving a cyclist who is pinned under a stolen car With the help also, again, of bystanders who rushed in to help, the cyclist became trapped after the driver of a stolen car jumped from the moving sedan and ran when officers tried to pull him over. It happened in Watsonville, California. Now, the moving car then struck the cyclist and wedged him underneath. Body cam footage posted by the police shows an officer can be heard telling other officers on the scene to help, help, help. Please help lift the car, lift it up quickly. We need more help. And indeed, with more effort, the cyclist was freed and pulled from under the car. Many bystanders came in to help. The 22-year-old driver of that vehicle, by the way, was arrested and faces multiple charges, including possession of a stolen vehicle, reckless driving, causing bodily, bodily injury, and evading a peace officer with disregard for safety. Uh, the 65-year-old cyclist is now in stable condition and thankful to be alive thanks to the great work Of that officer at the Watsonville Police Department and also all the great good Samaritans who were nearby, just bystanders, who came to help a complete stranger. What a great, great story and great teamwork. And that's why we always love doing our awesome Back the Blue segment every night here. On the Rita Cosby show. Well, we have been talking, of course, about law enforcement nabbing Sam Bankman fried the crypto con man, the alleged crypto con man who has been charged with eight. He's potentially facing, by the way, eight federal counts. Uh, these are huge ones, uh, basically swindling customers, investors, lenders. Uh, you name it, on all ends of the spectrum, millions upon millions of dollars. And there's a lot of questions with this case, big time. First off, let's go back real quick before I continue with your calls. I'm going to go back to Teddy in a second. Again, everybody, the number is one eight hundred eight four eight Here is when the U.S. attorney from the Southern District of New York, Damian Williams, announced how massive the fraud was and why they arrested Sam Bankman-Fried.
9: I think it's fair to say that by any anyone's lights, this is one of the biggest financial frauds in American history.
1: And then he outlined the indictment. Take a listen to all the serious charges.
9: The indictment has eight counts, but effectively it outlines four different areas of misconduct. First, we allege that Bankman-Fried defrauded customers of FTX.com, the cryptocurrency exchange that he founded. Second, we allege that he defrauded lender to Alameda Research, his proprietary hedge fund. Third, we allege that he defrauded investors in, F- in FTX. And lastly, we allege that he violated campaign finance laws.
1: And Sam Bankman-Fried now has another steep climb to face because His girlfriend, this is the one who is with that Alameda company. Remember where they believe some of the money was going from his to that company? Uh, She has already pleaded guilty to seven criminal counts and is cooperating with authorities against him, according to reports. Also, the ex-CEO of FTX, that is Sam Bankman Fried's company, has also, according to reports, pled guilty Four criminal counts, and is also cooperating as well. So I would say that's pretty bad news for Sam Bankman-Fried. And Andy McCarthy, former federal prosecutor, says that this is going to really be a fight, uh, no matter how much money he has or maybe he can get from those people he, uh done favors for over the years.
9: Well, it's highly significant for a couple of reasons. The one, of course... The Southern District of New York, my old uh, stomping grounds, um, got hair, got both of these accomplices or alleged accomplices to plead guilty to the same conspiracy charges that uh, SBF is charged with. Uh, so that's always a, a problem for somebody at trial that, you know, people have pled guilty to the same thing that he's charged with.
1: I would say that that is a big problem. And now... Sam Bankman Freed, although he is facing some huge charges, he is sitting at his parents' $4 million estate in California. Uh, a lot of money went up. He had basically the biggest, many people believe, pre trial bond package in American history. Uh, many people say $250 million bail package. That's a huge amount. And a lot of people. Do not know where a huge bulk of it is. There's some anonymous signatory as far as we know right now. I think that should come out. That should be public. There shouldn't be an anonymous signatory, especially on something as serious as this. And especially when he was stopped from testifying before Congress. There's just something that does not add up. Let's continue with your calls. Let me go back to Teddy here on line two. Teddy, uh, sorry I had to take a quick break there, but uh, glad that you stayed on. Go ahead.
2: Uh, no problem. Let me ask you this, and I don't know the law. Is it mandatory that the signatory, the person who put up the bail, be announced?
1: In some cases, it depends, and it actually depends on certain uh, restrictions. In some places, it is; some, it is not. Uh, usually, it will get out. Uh, technically, there's there's always usually ways it comes out. Um, but I would. The only reason I bring it up in this case, also, Teddy, is just because of the nature of this case. Because there seems to be something, a lot of questions about this case and who he was giving money for. What was he expecting for the money? Did he get anything for the money that he was giving? You don't give suddenly, uh, you know, a member of Congress, whether it's Republican or Democrat, mostly Democrats. But he did give to some Republicans, too. Um, You don't give it without, hey, just out of graciousness, you're expecting something in return. So right. did he get something? And, and there's so much kind of quid pro quo, and there's a big, huge public interest here. So that's why I think, depending on the laws in California, I actually need to find out what's in California. But often it comes out anyway, even if it's uh, anonymous. It often is uh, information that just comes out via the press. and gets leaked out to the press or whatever the case is. But right now we don't know it. It's a lot of money, Teddy. That's the other thing. We're not talking... You know, we're not talking, uh, you know, hundred dollars or a thousand dollars. We're talking someone gave literally an enormous amount of money, more money than we'll ever see in our lifetimes.
2: Yeah, Rita. One last thing. I hope before the, the night is over that you talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene and Bobart and Matt Gates criticizing Zelensky and mocking Bo him. Bur-
1: Wait a minute. Who, who's the third one? Bo Bergdahl.
2: Is that? Uh-
8: Bo- 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 Bart, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the oh, name.
1: Bo-bert. Lauren Bobert. Yeah, no, yeah Lauren yeah. Bo- yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo, Bo, Bo- Bergdahl Bo- is the guy who got released. The guy who got the, the, that bad deal by Obama, where they released that deserter, Bo Bergdahl. And remember, all the Taliban came out in exchange. That was one lousy deal on that one. Remember that one? That was a mess. I got-
10: I support McConnell and and giving all of the aid that Zelensky needs.
1: And 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 by the way, by the way, Teddy, Teddy, and and you and I often do not agree on things. Okay, I understand why Republicans want to make sure it's monitored or people want to make sure it's monitored. But I agree with you that. We have to support Ukraine full-heartedly, 1,000%. Teddy, I think you know this about me. My father was a Polish resistance fighter. My father was like one of those young Ukrainians, literally, when he was a teenager. And my father, literally, you know, my father, you know, was, uh, you know, severely injured, lost much of his unit, lost basically almost all of his unit, uh, fighting on the front lines, was a homeland, uh, you know, a home army uh, citizen soldier. So... Uh, I firmly believe that we need to support Ukraine. We need to win this fight. We need to kick Putin, uh, you, know, you know, out of not only Ukraine, but I think out of history. And I think we would do a great service. Where, where I do contest, Teddy, and not not with you, I don't know, I, I actually, I think you're going to say this because I know how you feel. Um, I contest that we should have gone full force to begin with. Had we gone full force Or had it been a different president, I don't think he ever would have entered Ukraine. I think Putin needed to know from the get-go, we meant business. Don't you dare step one foot into Ukraine. Don't you dare do that or else. And he clearly didn't get that message. And we're now, you know, sending money. And he doesn't – I don't think he respects the situation. I don't think he respects, sadly, President Biden and respects America. Um, And I think, sadly, it's going to continue on and on and on. And I think we should have gone in full throttle to begin with and or threatened him. So we never would have to ever use any military might there and could have avoided this conflict. Go ahead real quick.
11: You mean by full
1: force? I'm saying I'm saying first verbally, I'm saying verbally, had it been President Trump, I have no doubt that I don't think Putin would have invaded I, I don't think I think he would have been scared that 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 he would have gone in and fully supported Ukraine. If if Trump would have picked up the phone and said, Putin, listen, if you come into Ukraine, if you come in one inch, you're going to be in the Stone Age. And Biden didn't even say anything. He just said, oh, well, if it's a minor incursion, no problem. That gave a green light. And that's a very dangerous thing to dictators. That that's all I say. I think you need to you need to have heavy language and strong rhetoric, and you need to have them afraid. It's, you know, it's peace through strength, and at least a message that you would be willing to do something as a repercussion. And he had no fear. I think Putin's probably surprised that Biden gave any money whatsoever to Ukraine, because Biden, the way he pulled out of Afghanistan was so dismal, and I think it opened the floodgates. And I think when he said a minor incursion— Remember that early on, everybody went, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. And Putin's going to just take it and run with it. And sure enough, he did. And so anyway, we could debate that all day, Teddy. Uh, But I do agree with you that we need to support Ukraine and we need to support freedom. And and I have such incredible courage for the people there and respect for the people there and the importance of defending freedom and defending uh, Europe and uh, defending, you know, obviously NATO, which is right next door. And that is Poland. So 1,000 percent. I'm with you, Teddy, on that. Merry Christmas, Teddy. If I don't talk to you, great talking with you. Let's continue your calls. Now that we've talked about every topic under the sun, everybody. Let's go to uh, let's go to Lorraine. Line six. Go ahead, Lorraine. Yes, hi, Rita. Um, this is my feeling about um, Mr.
6: Bankman Fried or whatever his name is. He has the character of a several-day-old smelly fish i mean the people who dealt with him i mean couldn't they see in his shifty eyes his appearance his demeanor i mean i think they came at him with the same greed that he has and- well, you, well you know what's
1: interesting lorraine i think exactly what you just said they saw one thing they saw green They saw money. They just saw a guy. On the other hand, I don't necessarily blame them, especially, you you know, we don't know what was done or what was said in exchange for it. You know, there were a lot of people who invested in him because they thought, God, this guy is just turning money really quick. He's doing really well. You think about in the Madoff days, a lot of people were investing in Madoff, and boy, he was a scam artist too, you know? And, you know, you think about, The whole thing back then, you just see a guy who has big returns and, you know, and high numbers and doing well. I don't blame anybody for investing in him. What will be interesting to see is um, what came out of it from Congress. And will they return the money, the people who got the donations from him, the people who invested in him? First off, obviously, my heart breaks for him, you know, for him and her or whoever invested in him. Um, You know, and there are a lot of people who lost their life savings. Can you imagine, you know, there are elderly families out there that invested their life savings thinking, "Okay, it's crypto. This guy is the hot guy. You'd see him. He was like, you know, super wealthy. Um, He was one of the wealthiest guys in the world. He was listed as one of the wealthiest guys in the world. He's standing there, you know, next to next to, you know, Clinton. He's standing there next to the who's who. You know, I don't blame them for thinking this guy's obviously a credible guy. He was in the realm, you know, he had the bona fides. I, what I do well, wonder, what, what do you think should happen with the money that he used of their swindled money, so it seems, and gave it to members of Congress? Well,
6: if they have a shred of decency, they will return it. But who says that our congressmen have a shred of decency? The other thing is, why do we have such a disparity in justice? I mean, a kid sticks up a 7-Eleven, and he's not going to be sitting in his home enjoying La Vida Loca. I mean, this guy should be, have his bail revoked. He should be sitting in jail awaiting trial, and he should not go to a club fed for what he did. If he did scam these people, if he took their life savings, he needs to do hard time in a very,
1: very rigid jail. Yeah. And you know what? I agree with you, Lorraine. There's something that really irks me about this case that you're right. Um, And, you know, I've done a lot of stories and and a lot of coverage about I don't like especially these repeat offenders who keep getting out and out and out and out. Um, And yet here is a case of this guy who gets out uh, because he has the money. Um, And they said, oh, and they're bragging, oh, it's the biggest amount in history. Well, yeah, it is. But look at the damage he did. And and how is this justice that this guy, just like you said, you used a great word there, calling it club fed, those two words, club fed. He's sitting at home, you know, he's going to have a nice happy Christmas um, and, you know, and toasting with his family in a $4 million house in California. That's got to be pretty nice. Uh, I mean, and you wonder where did where did some of the money go through? We don't know, but... You know, it's interesting, um, one of our earlier callers was talking about that real estate money came in, and tens of millions of it came in recently to his family. So maybe it was swindled money. That shouldn't count for bail if that's the case, right? Who are the people who are putting up this money for this bail? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, we know the parents put up some, but then where did they suddenly get tens of million dollars of real estate? The other thing is there's some anonymous signatory that so that I want to know. I think we should we have that should be made public. Don't you agree? Absolutely. There's no reason in the
6: world why this should be kept a closeted secret. I mean, like I said, you know, justice is supposed to be blind, but in this case, it's very myopic. And I think that the American people are fed up with what's going on with uh, the justice system and what we're having to deal with day in, day out. Most people work hard. And as I was told as was growing up, if you don't earn a living, you'll never have a living. That's my words to Sam Bankman Freed. He didn't earn a living, and he'll never have a living.
1: Yeah, and if he did everything he's accused of, um, he should rot the rest of his life behind bars. Uh, that Absolutely. would be the appropriate punishment. Absolutely. Lorraine, thank you. Thank you for your great perspective. Um, we're going to continue with your calls after the break, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. one 800 848
0: This is The Rita Cosby Show.
1: are talking about the crypto con man, Sam Bankman Freed, who is again a freed man tonight. Really stunning. And I thought Lorraine, who just called in, was so spot on, saying he doesn't have a right to be in club fed. I mean, he gets back to America and literally he pops in at a court appearance, doesn't say a word. And then now he's at this very cushy house with his parents having a good old time for Christmas, for the holidays, hanging out. And he's at a $4 million home. The bail package was, a, was an enormous one. There's an anonymous signatory. Boy, are there are a lot of questions here. And why wasn't he allowed to testify before Congress, as he absolutely should have done? Because he probably would have sung like a little bird. Let's go to BJ, line three. BJ, your thoughts.
7: Well, if you follow the money, you'll find the master. The last thing they wanted to do, by the way, Merry Christmas again. Happy New Year Festivus for the rest of us. Even Thank you. By the way,
1: I love, I love, oh, look, that, by the way, first off, I love that you brought in the Seinfeld reference. That's great. I love the fest. And the fact that you extended an olive branch to Ted. Did you notice Ted was a little more sublime tonight? I thought maybe, maybe he's getting in the holiday spirit. BJ, what do you think?
7: I think he, uh, you know, he has this Trump thing going on. Yeah, did you see everything
1: know, uh, goes back to Trump?
7: Everything. It all goes back to Trump. I don't know if he was thrown out of uh, Trump Tower one time uh, or what. What how, He just doesn't like the guy. OK, that, but I mean, it just it doesn't make sense. Uh, but But getting back to this. This uh, – your previous caller was right. If you don't uh, make a living, you'll never have a living. And if you follow the money, you'll find the master. The last thing they wanted Bankman Freed to do was to go testify before Congress because every – almost every one of those people, inclu- Republicans and Democrats alike, took Bankman money. They took the money And he was running around bribing, uh, giving $200 million in contributions to all these politicians. Uh, And, uh, you know, he was trying to shape policy. His his, uh, father was advising uh, Elizabeth Warren. The brother was uh, a congressional aide. I mean, they do not want him to come back and tell his story. But the sad part about this really is that this whole crypto thing is unregulated. And uh, why would anyone want to invest in our markets if they know that their money is going to go down the toilet? Well,
1: and that's, uh, that's why, that's by the, the way, you know, that when they charged them, they kind of gave like simultaneous charges, like some that would apply to just crypto and some that would apply to just sort of general fraud for that reason, because it is sort of new terrain. Um, you know, I don't blame people for investing because they see somebody who touts a successful record Let me ask you, BJ, the one thing. Do you think we're ever going to find out from this guy? Because the thing is, he didn't say a word when he came in and out of court. I was ready when I was watching when the cameras were following him. I thought, oh, this guy might stop and say something because it looked like. But now he's lawyered up. And think about what he could have said before Congress. Do you think we're ever going to find out all the donations where they went and also what he got or wanted in return, because that's what there's a deal. There were deals. You don't just give somebody, you know, five hundred thousand dollars or a million bucks and not expect something in return. And the, I wonder, was there proof of performance?
7: Well, I'll tell you what I he he, he He's going very smart because. Uh, the first thing he did was get himself out of that hellacious prison. That was step number one. Now, by the, uh, by the way,
1: I heard it wasn't so bad. Did you hear he had vegan food and he ended up having three meals a day? What? And uh, <laughs> right. I, I, I think he probably had sunscreen because it's beautiful in the Bahamas.
7: Well, you know, he was five cots down from what I read from a suicide person. Uh, you know so i i don't know uh you know i don't know i i th- that to me is not the best of accommodations but uh, it, it could always be worse but uh he got himself out of there but i think that he's looking to see how much who he can sell uh for uh, a reduced sentence that's what he's looking at
1: that's uh, in it. now the question is um will he get that because The issue is now it looks like his ex-girlfriend and colleague has turned federal evidence. Uh, She's got seven charges against her. The ex-CEO has four, according to reports, and is cooperating. So he may not have anything to bargain with.
0: If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. News
1: and tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, we are just learning that the final report from the January Sixth Committee has been released. Uh, Eight hundred and forty-five pages. It contains uh, about a thousand of the multiple interviews, also thousands of documents too, as well uh, containing basically the full throttle of the 18-month-long inquiry uh, that we heard some of the highlights of earlier this week when they did the vote for the referrals for President Trump. Remember those four criminal referrals that they sent to the Justice Department? Again, boy, what a partisan committee, as we know. Uh, nine members, seven Democrats, two technically Republicans. I say technically because Kinzinger and Liz Cheney were far from Trump supporters. They were probably more Democrats than the Democrats were. Uh, certainly had a mission to take down Trump and they sent those criminal referrals. What's interesting, so far we're just getting it out and people are just sifting through it. It's interesting. Maybe they're following the lead of Elon Musk because it seems like every Friday night he does a Twitter dump. Uh, so maybe this is the January 6th dump, if you will. So we're just going through it right now. But some of the latest highlights show that one of the recommendations that the committee has is an overhaul of the, quote, Insurrection Act. Now, remember, one of the referrals that they sent to the Department of Justice was for insurrection, uh, claiming that Trump uh, led the insurrection. That was one of the criminal charges that they made the referral for. They are suggesting for the future a possible change in the Insurrection Act and strengthening the enforcement of the 14th Amendment, uh, basically banning an insurrectionist from holding office. So that's interesting that they want to make sure... Uh, that should somebody be charged with insurrection, that they would never hold office again. Clearly, that's the whole goal of this committee, and it's abundantly transparent. Even in their final report, in their waning days here, of course, they want to go home. And then, of course, the House comes in with GOP hands. The first thing they're going to do is dismiss the committee and dismiss the report And probably dismiss the referral, Uh, but the DOJ is doing their own investigation, of course, separately. They've got the special counsel also looking at other charges as well, so who knows where it goes. But it's very interesting. In the waning days, they put this salvo out. One of them coming, this is the chair of the committee, Benny Thompson, and this is what he writes listening to his final lines that he says about President Trump. Our country has come too far to allow a defeated president to turn himself into a successful tyrant by upending our uh, democratic institutions, fomenting violence, as I saw it, opening the door uh, to those in our country whose hatred and bigotry threaten equality and justice for all Americans. That's what Benny Thompson took out of it. And Liz Cheney, not to be forgotten, because remember, she got, you know, voted out of Congress, even her own people in Wyoming didn't want her. She didn't get reelected, remember. Uh, This is what she said in her final salvo to President Trump. Basically, her message, as it's been all along, trying to make sure that President Trump never has uh, the potential to have power again. She says, quote, no man who would behave this way at at that moment in time, can ever serve in any position of authority in our nation again. He is unfit for any office. Those are the final words of Liz Cheney and Benny Thompson after a long year and a half of the January 6th committee. Uh, So, boy, it'll be interesting. The GOP is going to come in, get rid of it. They're also going to be questioning. We had on the show last night, remember, we were talking with John Solomon And they had the other side of the story out there. They had basically where Nancy Pelosi got information, her office, about security and that her office, it sounds like, turned it down, that there's clear apparently texts and emails showing that before January 6th, there were requests to have extra security, that there were threats, there were warnings, and it went to her office and her chief of staff and others turned it down. So it might be interesting. The House might just throw out the old January 6th committee. Maybe they'll start up their new ones. And maybe the first witness might be Nancy Pelosi. What do you think, guys? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. We are talking, of course, about Sam Bankman-Fried because... This is the crypto con man. He is now, as uh, Lorraine, who was talking to us in the last hour, appropriately said, he's in club fed. And I think it is completely unfair. This guy who's charged with it sounds like, according to authorities, basically one of the biggest swindling ever in American history. The biggest, they believe. And according to this charges, eight federal charges against him. He's already back in the United States and he's hanging out at his parents' posh house and I just think there's something incredibly unseemly about it. And the fact that he never testified before Congress, there's just something really, really inappropriate about all of this. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Rick on line 7. Rick, your thoughts?
11: Hello, beautiful Rita. Merry Christmas.
1: Thank you very much, Rick. You too as well. I hope to you and your family. Thank you.
11: Thank you. I'm sorry I lost my patience a little bit last night with Dave. Um, It's the hypocrisy. You know, I want to get to the bottom of this January 6th thing. Oh, should Nancy Pelosi testify? No. Well, then you're a hypocrite.
1: Oh, I know. Uh, By the way, and I was trying. We had so many calls, but I remember exactly because it was like, no, she shouldn't. But the, the just to your point. They felt, Dave made the point for folks who are just tuning in, Dave made the point, oh, well, you know, those who went before the January 6th committee, they should have testified. They shouldn't have taken the fifth. And then I said, well, Nancy Pelosi should test. Oh, no, no, she should take the fifth. I mean, just like you said, the double standards were incredible. But go ahead. What do you think about this Sam Bankman-Fried,
11: Well, I noticed like a week or two ago he said he was broke. And instead of being at home, he should be on a chain gang working for like five bucks an hour to repay the people that he robbed. And he should be not eating vegan food. He should be eating bugs because that's what he pushes as one of the global warming alarmists.
1: You know, I like your idea, by the way, on a lot of levels, um, because I'm for tough love, especially when someone does just how horrible uh, what he did to so many of these people who lost their life savings. Um, And the thought that he's going to be at home in in a $4 million house, and apparently the family has real estate that's worth tens of millions of dollars, and somebody else put up the collateral as well, a huge amount of the collateral uh, to be the signatory. So there's still some mysteries here. Um, I like the idea about the, like, sort of a a rock quarry. Um, I've had on the show, Rick, Joe Arpaio, and he's the guy in Arizona and he's the guy who has his inmates wear pink underwear and and uh, and he would have them literally go to a rock quarry like, you know, like the movies and go out there. And if they were, you know, uh, been convicted and spending time or or at least accused of a serious crime, they would they would really regret. And those people, I bet I bet there was very low recidivism. I bet they didn't want to go back suddenly. And and sometimes these Prisons, by the way, are, are kind of cushy as we're hearing some of the conditions now in Bahamas. Uh, and especially he's at a house now. He's at his parents' home. I I mean, this is like, there's, there is something just so, uh, insane about it that he's hanging out and having a good old time with his parents. And I, and I can't think about how many families are out there crying and thinking that they can't even buy anything for their kids this, you know, this year because of Sam Bankman freed.
11: Again, the double standards. We still got people in jail for January sixth. Like, you know, they're going to be at ten years for rioting, and, and this guy's walking around free.
1: Yeah, there is a, the hypocrisy is unbelievable. Rick, thank you very much, and have a great Christmas. If I don't you talk to you, us. take care. Thank you. You too. Let's go to Norm, line two. Norm, your thoughts about all this, my friend. Go ahead, Norm.
4: Oh, I'm not as nice as BJ. That's the first thing. Oh no, you um, about... are. Don't
1: don't sell yourself short, Norm. Go ahead.
4: Okay. About Samuel Bankman-Fried, um, your previous libcaller and his ilk obviously care more about harming President Trump and his supporters like me, BJ, and Phil than about the defrauding of his fellow citizens. Um, I'd like to also know that that same fake Rambo warmonger ever served in battle in a foreign land. Vladimir Putin, 6,000 nuclear bombs, many ICBMs, keep pushing his buttons. Merry Christmas, everybody.
1: Wow, Norm, that that's a lot there. That's a lot in that call. Wow, 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 wow. Norm, uh, before I let you go, because obviously uh, we're not sure where you stand on issues. I'm being facetious because <laughs> you're straight ahead on that one. Um, what do you think should happen to Sam Bankman-Fried as we're talking to him? What did, does, is there something it, it really bothers me, as you can tell, that he's sitting at home and the fact that he gave to these, especially to huge money uh, people, you know, huge people in uh, Washington, especially Democrats, uh, overwhelmingly. Um, but I think whether it's Republicans or Democrats, they should be revealing what they got. Uh, did they do anything for him? I mean, that's a whole other thing. He didn't just give something without accept, you know, receiving something in return. And also, um, I think they need to come clean and I think they should be returning the money. I don't think they should be waiting for people, the feds, to track them down. Eventually, they're going to track them down. Uh, they should come clean and say, hey, listen, I got X amount of money. They should be returning money immediately. And I'm not hearing this resounding. And, in fact, if you want to hear something interesting, Norm, the White House was asked, does the president intend to return some of the, the money? Because there was money, of course, it went all the way around and went clearly to Biden, you know, um, and everywhere around. You know, not to him personally, but, to you know, campaigns and stuff like that. And... Oh, well, you know, uh, we'll get back to you on that. You know, I thought I thought for a moment it was circle back sake back in the White House. But it was a circle back answer I got, you know, I mean, that we all got. Uh, So don't you think they should be returning the money immediately?
4: They should, but they won't. I mean, just look at what they're doing right now. The Senate with this humongous omnibus bill. I mean, um, no,
1: that is shameful. I, I, by the way, I agree with you. It's disgusting. That whole omnibus bill is disgusting.
4: Yeah, they're gonna. I wasted my phone call today calling uh, Mitch McConnell's offices to ask him to kill the omnibus bill. What a what a waste of a phone call! Anyway, well, but, but, um, by the
1: way, Norm, you didn't waste your call with me, and I appreciate that. You're very. Right. Thank
4: you, Rita. Thank and, you. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, and, I I don't Samuel Bankman Freed. He's he's gonna get away with it. That's
1: I hope I don't fiction. think he is. You know why? You know why, Norm? He might. The, maybe there's something deal or something to be cut. Um, The problem I think he has is he's the last one to the dance uh, because his girlfriend, who was where the money was being transferred, she's pled guilty already. This is rapid fire. Oh, yeah,
4: she's going to stab him.
1: She's uh, seven criminal counts um, and apparently pleaded guilty. Um, Also, the ex-CEO has pleaded guilty to four counts. Mm -hmm. So he's the last dancer. So the last dancer gets the worst deal. And um, Mm -hmm. maybe, but who knows? Maybe he'll say... Hey, guess what? I do know. Maybe he's got a whole bunch of secrets, and that's maybe that's why they're putting him in a nice, cushy house in California. You know, who knows?
4: Right. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But we'll I'm, uh, I'm not uh, optimistic, though. I I'm think not- he's gonna.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I maybe I stay the optimist. I'm always the glass is half full, and I pray that justice is served. Norman, thank okay. you. You're great. Thank You're you for welcome. calling in, my friend. Thank you.
4: My pleasure. Thanks.
1: Thank you. Um, let's go to Dan in Ohio, line six. Dan, your thoughts about all this?
3: Hi, Rita. Uh, he promised a billion dollars to Tom Brady's ex-wife for her environmental programs.
1: Now, do you know? Th- th- do you know? Followed? And I remember he was like, you know, one of the spokespeople. So was she. Do you know if she got any of the money, or do we know that, if it was that's just? What I'm
3: a- getting to, I'd like to know. What she got because she posed on his uh, corporate literature, and she took a number of uh, cushy pictures with him. I'd like to know how much money she he paid her, plus all those other athletes.
1: Absolutely, uh, and 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 himself. and by the way, Dan, it's a powerful yes. message because you got to look into what you're promoting. You know, you got to look into what, um, and there are some allegations that some of these celebrities. Who again, I don't think they knew he was obviously swindling. I don't believe that. You know, there's no proof of that yet. Um, but you know, uh they may also find themselves entangled in a lot of this legal mess uh in a big, big way. What do you think?
3: Well, I think those those people ought to give their money
1: back too. Oh, I by the way, I one Dan, one thousand percent. I agree with you. Um I think you know, they have a lot of money and I think that money, especially it belonged to you know, uh, you know, citizens, you know, innocent families, that money should go back tomorrow, don't you think?
3: I agree with you. You're right.
1: Yeah, let's hope that happens. I'm glad you brought that up because that's an important point, too, uh, that there were a lot of celebrity endorsements. And they should, I hope they've already returned some of the money. Um, and if they haven't, that should happen immediately. one eight hundred eight 848 We're going to continue with your calls on The Rita Cosby Show.
0: This is the Rita Cosby Show.
1: So, this is Christmas, and what have you done? Another year over, and you won't just be gone, and so this is. Well, it sounds like Sam Bankman-Fried's going to have a nice Christmas. He's hanging out with his folks in a $4 million home in California. And sadly, many of those he swindled are trying to figure out where's their life savings. This is really incredible to me that he is out on bail. Um, By the way, he's facing some huge charges uh, combined could carry a sentence of 115 years behind bars. But who knows how long it's going to be until this could actually go to trial. There could be so much back and forth. He clearly has some money from somewhere. His parents clearly have some money. The parents have a $4 million house, apparently. Also, a uh, there's tens of millions of dollars, according to reports, in real estate that they had to put up as collateral Where did they get that money from? Was that from him? Where did he get that money from? I mean, there's so many questions here. Uh, Who's the kind of anonymous signatory? There's a lot of things here that just don't seem right for a guy who could be spending the rest of his life behind bars, which is what should happen to him if indeed all these allegations from authorities are true, because this is, they said, the worst white-collar case of swindling they have ever seen in american history this is huge money so what are your thoughts everybody 1-800-848-9222 let's go to ernie in new hampshire line six ernie your thoughts
3: Hey, Rita, how you doing? Rita, I'm surprised to see. I mean, if this young man goes to jail, Rita, who's to say he's going to make it out of jail alive? Because he might, I mean, this is the biggest ripoff in U.S. history. He might have paid a lot of people that don't want the word to get out on anybody at all right now. So, yeah, he's moved a lot of money around with his family. He's moved money all around. This kid knows what he's doing. And I'm surprised to see nobody's ever mentioned Bernie Madoff. Look at Bernie. He paid the ultimate price. And this Bernie Madoff looks like a small player compared to the money this kid rob nobody mentioned him this kid should go to jail for life he should be he should be he he should be locked up underneath the jail
1: i agree by by the way i I, 1000 hey wait a second i want to you brought up the point about what people um will be after him so what is your is your thing you feel sorry for him or you think he should have security or what do you mean i'm
3: saying that i'm saying that there's a lot of people in high places rita that don't want to see this kid talk Look what happened to uh the 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 other young man that ran the prostitution ring he died mysteriously in prison.
1: No, you bring, died by in the way
3: because they didn't want him to talk.
1: You bring up a great point Ernie that he's got to watch his back. I mean uh, you know oh, look, yeah. look yeah. at uh, Jeffrey because, Epstein I, mean, I I still think there are some weird things there with his death there's a lot of questions on his death you know.
3: Very point. And this guy has a lot of information on a lot of people Rita a lot of paper he's moving around a lot of money, the biggest rip off in u s history, so he he's greased a lot of politicians that's the American way. Everybody wants to pay off politicians they're always taking money. you know that's the American way and now this guy he needs to go to jail for a very, very long time. Look at Murd, but he's no different than Bertie Murdoff. They buried him under the jail they got to bury this kid under the jail. OK, that's if he makes it out of jail alive, because I'm telling you, there's some people in high places that don't want to sing this, hear this kid sing. And that's why he didn't testify before Congress, because he faces the very same people that he was moving the money around to. Although, okay? you know, it's and interesting,
1: Ernie, you know, he sounded mm-hmm. like he wanted to testify. You you know, it's fascinating what you're saying, too. And I, I agree with you. There's some people in very high places who I think are really panicking tonight. Um, and this guy was sounded like he was ready to testify it's the feds who kind of moved in so it sounds to me like there are it's already in action where they tried to shut him up because i think he was ready to who knows what he would have said if he was sitting there before congress all cameras rolling everybody would have been covering it you can't take back what you said it's under oath um and for some reason, uh, they didn't want him to testify and they didn't want him to talk. It's highly unusual from a legal perspective. So whoever uh, maybe doesn't want him to talk, maybe even has friends in high federal places because law enforcement swooped in awfully quick on this guy, preemptively, it seems.
3: They sure did. She sure did. Maybe it's the black ops. Here's the Black Ops getting involved. Hey, Rita, thanks a million for taking my call. Merry Christmas to you and stay safe, okay? Thank you. You too,
1: Ernie. Thank you very much. Ernie brings up some really powerful points. We're going to continue with your calls on this after the break. And also, some big news coming from the state of Arizona. The governor, Ducey there, puts up a makeshift border wall. He puts shipping containers up because the feds won't give him a border wall. Guess what? The Biden administration forces him to take it down.
0: Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes.
1: And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, where we honor our great military and their families. And of course, we thank them so much this holiday season. We're thinking, of course, of our troops who are far away from home, many of them who can't be with their families, thinking of them so much this holiday season. A big shout out, of course, to one veteran and also one organization in Kent, Ohio, where Portage County, Ohio, commissioners recently recognized a Vietnam veteran for using his military knowledge to serve his fellow veterans in that state. Uh, The veteran is Robert Towles, and he served in the Vietnam War, and he was recognized with a resolution honoring him for his service. Towles also is a retired civilian employee of the 910th Airlift Wing of the Air Force Reserve Command. Uh, During his lifetime, he held positions such as being the first Vietnam veteran elected as a nation commander of the Combat Infantry Association. Uh, He is one of the 20 class members of this year's Ohio Veterans Hall of Fame. What a great, great story and how wonderful to see him uh, and especially all of our Vietnam veterans honored. For all of you listening, welcome home. We love you and we appreciate you here on the Rita Cosby Show. Well, we are talking about Sam Bankman Freed, the crypto con artist. The fact that he is sitting pretty tonight. At a nice home. I'd love to be in a $4 million home in California. It's raining here in New York. It's freezing. It's dreary. And I'm smelling hash everywhere I turn in New York. You know, it's like, it's insane. There's crime, there's hash, there's everything. I'd love to be in California. I'd love to be in Sam Bankman Fried's parents' home tonight, like Sam Bankman Fried. But guess what? You know what, he somehow got some great deal and everybody wants to know who's his backer, who's trying to keep him quiet. We just heard from Ernie, who was calling uh, from the Northeast, who was essentially saying that he's got to watch his back because there's something fishy going on right here. That suddenly he was about to testify willingly before Congress. Suddenly the Fed swooped in, shut him up. And now he the—he has a sweetheart deal. He's in America, and he's hanging out with his parents for Christmas. Someone's keeping an eye on him, and someone wants to keep him quiet. And Ernie thinks uh, there may be some big-time black ops involved here. What do you think, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Elliot on Line 7. Elliot, your thoughts about this? Yeah,
10: how much money did he give to the Democratic Party?
1: They believe about forty million
10: dollars. That's huge. Okay. Second,
1: second biggest under Soros.
10: So no one's going to know about that. And what happened now? The FBI, FBI's in, so it's like the Hunter Biden deal. No one's going to know what's going on now. Oh I wow! Think it, you think you
1: I think, think it, it's done now?
10: Yeah, and you got Biden, you got the Clinton Foundation, you got Maxine Waters, you got Pelosi. Schumer don't take, but he's a pain in the ass. He's like a communist now. So it's it's, it's right there. You know, Elliot,
1: you brought up a good example about the Clinton Foundation, because remember, there were all those questions about it before. Um, and also, you think about just all the money um, that he gave around, like big money, and Maxine Waters, the the huggy kissiness. Remember, yeah, she, she was blowing him. each they other kisses. Get out.
10: Yeah, McConnell, you know the guy in the Fox News? He gets a lot of money, and he keeps it. But the he said the Clinton foundation keeps everything for themselves. You know, I give money, I give charity. You know, I'm retired and all that. But I, I think, I think the parents are behind it.
1: Well, and and so far we don't know that. Um, but certainly, you can bet. Uh, you would hope that the feds would investigate that because suddenly, not going Well, buy. I hope so, Elliot. Boy, justice is blind. If it isn't, Who knows? Elliot, that Who would knows be. It's... Go ahead, Elliot. Sorry.
10: Who knows? Biden send the money to China or Russia. Who the hell
1: knows what his deal is? Yeah. Or, or no. by the way, he'll he'll send it on pallets of cash to uh, pallets of cash to Iran, <laughs> like uh, like Obama. <laughs> you know. Oh, who? Let's let's pray that at least those who were swindled of the money uh, get their money back somehow, um, and that justice is served. And if he does, uh, first of all, he shouldn't be sitting at a cushy home in California. And he should be behind bars the rest of his life. There is no doubt to me if he did these crimes indeed. Uh, It's just outrageous. Let's go to Andrew, line one. Andrew, your thoughts about all this, Andrew?
2: Hey, how's it going, Rita?
1: Good. How are you doing? Merry Christmas, by the way, to you and your family. What do you think of Sam Bankman-Fried, Andrew?
2: Well, I think part of his prison sentence should be that he has to have lunch every day for two hours with Teddy and he has to eat a fat, greasy burger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not a vegan burger, a real burger, right? Right. Definitely. <laughs> Actually, no, no, my punishment would be he has to wear pants. Do you see every time <laughs> he wears those shorts, right. you know, he has to wear long pants and and uh, and boots, you know, and a tie, because I don't think he owns a tie. That would, uh, you know, that, <laughs> that should be part as- of his punishment. <laughs>
2: As far as getting the money back, it would be hard to get the money back that Nancy Pelosi used for her cosmetic surgery. Oh,
1: Andrew, 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 <laughs> come on, come on. But but you know what? We have to find out where the money went, to whom, whoever it is, and also was there something in return. I think, you know, to me, my heart breaks, Andrew, for, um, for these people and these people who were swindled out. It is just – it is – Oh, it's it's so I heartbreaking. About
2: the timing, too, Rita. That he was arrested after, right after the midterms, and it makes the Democrats look bad. So they didn't arrest him before the midterms, just like the vaccines were released right after Trump left office, not while he was still in office. So it seems suspicious, too, that he was arrested after the midterms.
1: No, that's a great point. The timing, uh, right afterwards, is really interesting because you're right it would have looked really, really bad, and it could have created some huge uproar. And I hope, um, you know, I hope uh, those uh, all do the right thing for justice, and especially for those families, because that is just so, so, so sad. Let's go to Pat, line 7. Pat, your thoughts about all this?
12: Hey, Rita, uh, first time, long time, and uh, Merry Christmas.
1: Thank you very Um, much, you too. Merry Christmas to you and your family.
12: I just, I just think it's it's a double standard, and the rich keep getting richer, and us, we just keep getting poorer. And I just feel bad for those people that lost their money. It, it, it's terrible. One Absolutely. hand washes me the too. other, it seems.
1: By the way, me too. That's what makes me so sick about this whole thing is that— And now he'll also have the financial ability, um, at least to clear. First of all, I want to know where the money came from. Did he use swindled money? Where the hell
12: did that money come from?
1: Well, well, some of it came from his parents. And apparently they had some new investments. So that sure needs to be looked into. Um, Not saying they did anything, but you never know, you know.
12: He probably had a private jet that he flew in.
1: Yeah, well that's the other thing. He probably flew in in a very cushy situation and he's going to be able to hire. He's hired apparently. I saw he hired uh, a Maxwell's attorneys. Uh this is the remember who the, the that? that's the woman who is the uh the girlfriend and the cohort of uh Jeffrey Epstein. Remember that whole thing. So
12: oh, and that, but, that's what's going to happen to him, I think.
1: What uh what uh, Jeffrey Epstein situation? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people don't want him to talk. He does have to watch his back. But uh, I also think he needs to he better tell all for the well, sake of what you just power,
12: said. Maybe once we get in power again, they'll we'll call him in.
1: Well, most importantly, I think of what you started the call with, Pat, when you were talking about those families, those families, those just, you know, everyday Americans and others. Uh, who invested in this guy thinking, you know, he had a great track record, which he was advertising to be. And I don't blame anybody for investing in him. And now they have lost so much money and everybody's going, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And that to me is just it's it's heartbreaking and it's disgusting and it's shameful. And those people deserve justice first and foremost and should absolutely get uh, whatever they can as recompense. And just most importantly, you know, uh, support, and they deserve justice. And if he did indeed do everything that the feds are saying he did, um, he should be locked up um, and obviously guarded, uh, but locked up. And also, I hope he sings like a bird. I hope he sings like like a canary, because everybody uh, who took dirty money and maybe knew it was dirty money, we don't know that, but anybody who did, shame on them, and they better return it ASAP. Those families need to be taken care of immediately. Pat, thank you very, very much for the call. By the way, uh, speaking of double standards, take a listen to this. President Biden, it just came out recently, has now pressured the state of Arizona. This is shocking. He won't go down to the border himself, our southern border, which is wide open. He hasn't visited The only report that he's ever gone down there ever was a quick uh, like pop in at a campaign visit, which is still unclear if he ever ever went there some point over the last 40 years. But it's not even clear if he was even in the area whatsoever. So essentially, he hasn't been to the border. He certainly hasn't been as president. And yet he took the time to make sure that they threatened a lawsuit against the state of Arizona because Arizona said the federal government is not protecting us against illegal migration. What's happening? They're getting flooded with migrants who are crossing into their state. And they said we needed to do something to protect our state. And the border wall wasn't finished. As we know, President Trump started it. It wasn't finished. Biden stopped it, of course, reversed everything. Anything that was Trump, he reversed. And so what happens is then President Biden finds out that Arizona— has put up these shipping containers to use as sort of a makeshift border, if you will, along their border just to protect their state. They needed to do something to protect their state. So they set up this sort of makeshift border right on, you know, the the borderline. Remember, they don't have any water, so they just needed to put it on land, and it seemed to be doing something. And then the Biden administration said, we're going to sue you because it is federal land and you're not allowed to put a border wall on national forest land that it's basically against environmental standards. And it's only the federal government that has the authority to work on construction of anything that would appear to be a border wall. This to me is like shocking. It is so over the top and how shameful is president Biden that, Here is this moment. A state takes its own initiative. Governor Ducey, of course, is only going to be in there a short while because the Democrats coming in, remember, with uh, that whole thing with Katie Hobbs and Carrie Lake and that whole thing. Katie Hobbs is coming in. Um, But so Governor Ducey, while he's in control, wanted to at least be able to have a makeshift wall to protect his state. And the Biden administration took the time to file suit and threaten him and say, hey, more's coming. And he was forced to say he's going to take down the wall now by January. Are you kidding me? They won't do anything to protect our border. And now they're telling states to take down their border wall. That is like, it's like, could you put a neon sign any bigger to come into our country? Is it more obvious that they just want everybody to come across our border? And he's also not fighting Title 42. We're waiting for that to sadly potentially be lifted in a matter of days. That's going to cause just a flood across our border. This is just shocking. This is what, by the way, El Paso City Council Member Claudia Rodriguez has to say just about Biden and the way he has handled everything at the border. Take a listen.
6: I mean, I think I don't know if it would make a difference necessarily in improving the situation, but for sure, he needs to see. What he has done to our communities, what he has done to the state of Texas, what he has done to the entire nation, um, I think Senator Cinema is absolutely correct. Everybody that's in charge of making these policies, everybody that we have entrusted with our sovereignty and protecting our nation needs to be down here needs to see what is going on. We are in an emergency. We finally declared an emergency. I don't know. What more needs to happen other than you need to react? They need to react and they need to be here and they need to see what's going on and do things better, not only for for the, the people of this nation, but for these migrants themselves. This is not a good situation at all.
1: It is not a good situation at all. And Brandon Judd, who is head of the Border Patrol Union, uh, is actually much more outspoken. He is fed up. With the Biden administration. And this is sort of, you know, one of the last straws in addition to what he's expected to be a catastrophe when Title 42, that health provision, gets lifted in a matter of days.
4: Very disappointing to every single one of us as we go out there and try to patrol the border. Tr- tr- try to protect this great nation. We just don't feel like we have the, the support of this administration. We know that all of their policies are encouraging everything that we're currently seeing. All of this uh, th- this catastrophe that we're seeing, it's strictly based upon the policies. And if it wasn't for these policies, these people wouldn't be lining up in El Paso right now, risking their lives due to all of this uh, th- this weather um, that we're seeing right now. Again, this administration does not care about life. It doesn't care about the law. It is cl- it is clearly shown that. And the facts bear that out. Not the rhetoric, not what you hear from the from the White House press secretary. All of the facts clearly bear it out that this administration does not care about human life.
1: This administration does not care about human life. Those are really powerful words from somebody who is right there on the front lines of the border. When we come back, I'm going to take your calls on this. one 848 9222 848 9222
0: it's the Rita Cosby Show.
1: And President Biden doesn't have time to go to the border, but he has time to sue the state of Arizona for putting up its own border wall, a makeshift border wall of shipping containers. And they are now forced to take it down because it's not appropriate to do on, quote, national land, federal land. And the federal government has authority, basically, in that border area. Can you believe this? I mean, this is shocking. The president won't go to the border. He won't let anybody put up their own kind of makeshift border wall to protect their own state. And they're basically in this big omnibus bill that they're talking about in Congress right now. All the money that's put toward the border is for processing, for detentions. There's not really anything there for security. So this president is so upside down on the border, it is really dangerous. And again, Title 42 hasn't even lifted. And people are believing when Title 42 gets lifted on the border that we will see probably, you know, 15,000, 13 to 15,000 migrants a day crossing into our border. That is downright scary. What are your thoughts about all of this and the fact that the Biden administration sued the state of Arizona, and so the way to settle the lawsuit was now Governor Ducey, Republican, who only has a short time left in office, is forced to take down the shipping containers that Arizona put up to protect their state from the illegal migrants because they were trying to do anything they could to actually protect their state from what they say is an overwhelming crisis. Uh, To me, bravo to him, and I wish more states were doing that. And yet the Biden administration won't even allow a state to basically protect itself, saying it's not appropriate on federal land. But allowing people to cross illegally at an unprecedented amount, unvetted, unchecked, that that's appropriate on federal land? 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222, and you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Uh, let's go to Monty uh, in Tennessee on line one. Go ahead, Monty, your thoughts.
5: Well, first of all, I'd like to my, give my condolences to the family of uh, Sam Bateman Freed on his uh, soon-to-be untimely demise, and... Uh, The second thing. Well, let me
1: let me ask you why you think something's going to happen to him because he knows too much. Is that what you're saying, Monty? Well,
5: you know the the bathrooms and places like that are really slippery. So. uh, Well, well, and by the way, and 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 Monty, by the way,
1: by the way, obviously we don't want that to happen to anybody. I mean that's for sure. Uh, But I agree with you that he has to be careful because there's a lot of people who probably wonder what does he know and what doesn't he know. We certainly don't want that to happen. We want him to, you know, be able to uh, tell all that he knows. um, And also, you know, whatever justice is, however much behind bars it is, he could get the rest of his life behind bars. And uh, he certainly, if he did these crimes, that is what he deserves um, in terms of being behind bars. Go ahead, Monty. On on the other point on the border.
5: Well, the border, you know, it is consent by the governed. And if the president and his. Illegal regime, or you know those guys, whatever you want to call them, are committing treason against our country. We do not have to put up with it. The sheriff's down there, they can leave those containers there, and if somebody comes down and tries to remove them, hey, guess what? They got to jail too. And we, the people, have got to start doing something, and I think the sheriff's is where we need to start, because that's a local election. And hey, guess what? We're not going to commit treason in this county. And if you try to do it, you're going to visit the inside of the jail. The FBI, who is the FBI? Isn't this, should they be arrested for RICO violations? We've got them on emails with a coup against Donald Trump, and yet we just sit by and say, hey, well, you know, uh, we can't do anything. And I I don't believe that because uh, I do not believe that we cannot do something because these FBI agents, they're all over the country. And guess what? If you're in the FBI uh, and you get arrested and you get brought in front of a judge and the judge says, hey, you know what? You're right. These RICO statues apply to you because your organization is corrupt. Get your butt back in jail. And then let's see what happens because, uh, you know, what is the Biden – the illegitimate Biden administration going to say, I mean, uh, these guys are just innocent. No, they're not innocent. We've got the emails to prove it. Well,
1: and Monty, hang on, because, of course, uh, the GOP will be taking over the House and try to get to the bottom of a lot of these questions, because as things are looked into, uh, they've said that they're going to look into a lot of these emails. Uh, They also said, speaking of the other topic, they're going to look at the border. They said they're even going to hold hearings at the border. Uh, They definitely say they're going to look into Hunter Biden. So let's see what they got. And in terms of the January 6th, they also say uh, that they're going to be looking into uh, what didn't happen. Basically, the security. There are now emails and text messages speaking of which uh, apparently with Nancy Pelosi's office saying she was aware, or at least their office, her right-hand people. So clearly she was Uh, of requests for security and threats and so forth prior to January 6th. So there's a lot of questions here. Um, By the way, too, on a busy news night here, too, also, um, we're getting reaction to from President Trump, who uh, is criticizing the release just a little bit ago was the full January 6th report. Just came out, uh, 800 pages. So people are sifting through it. It's the culmination of their 18-month investigation by a very partisan committee and already president trump on his truth social calling it part of a witch hunt clearly uh, suggesting it is partisan and if you read it from top to bottom it clearly says they don't want him to ever run again so we see their objective well let's see what the house gop has everybody